What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Be For Real podcast. This is Cam, Vic, and Eddie. All right, so first off, we're going to be talking about the Bible and whether it is a rule book or a cheat code. But first, I think we should talk about that atrocious Super Bowl game that we just witnessed. Very anticlimactic. Yeah, may, maybe rigged, but I don't know. Philadelphia robbed. Oh, a good halftime show, though. I cannot imagine being an Eagles fan. With that ending, such a sorry way to go out. Yeah, disappointing season for them, but big Jalen Hurts fan. Um, very humble, lots of integrity, so I think he's going to go upward from here, so I'm happy for him. But yeah, the halftime show was crazy. I agree. I agree. Crazy how old are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I think I saw Rihanna got a lot of hate and some comments, at least the comments that I saw for being like it being a mid, but I think, you know, for other halftime shows, I mean, last year's halftime show was really good. Um, oh yeah. This year, I think she did. I think she did enough. I think it was a good performance. Yeah. yeah. Would have been helpful if other artists were there. Yeah, sure, she but was on her own. Yeah. I mean, anyways, <laughs> we can jump in to the topic. First off, just some basic logistics about the Bible. It's got thirty-nine Old Testament books and twenty-seven New Testament books, and there are about five billion-ish copies sold worldwide. It's the number one selling book, I believe, in history. Yes, it is. Five billion copies sold. I think that was as of 1995. So yeah. this um, 2023, obviously, so ebooks and everything like that, it's probably like a billion more copies out there. I know the Bible app had at least a billion downloads. So, I mean, it's just shows the power of the Bible. But yeah, anyways, so I'd say the Bible from a religious perspective. It's a story of salvation with arguably the most crucial part being the gospel. Yeah, I think um, the way I kind of interpreted it is just God's revelation to us of his nature and of his will. Definitely a book of promises written by multiple people throughout history that tell you know the story of God and his work and how he redeems and protects his people. So That's sure. good. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I will say as a Christian, just like Eddie and Vic, here I... I believe that you know the Bible is the living Word of God and something that we all um, aspire to abide by day by day in our. For sure, and since the Bible is God's Word, studying it is a way to actually know God better. You know exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I will say that the Bible does. It's just teaches you so many things. It teaches us how to be born again and walk the Christian walk, walk with. Christ day by day when life is easy as well as when it's tough. There's just so much that I've learned from it, even um, with only studying it for like maybe a few months now seriously. So it's been definitely a blessing and don't regret any second of reading it. That's for sure. 100%. It's like it's, it's a revelation of God's character. You know, you get yeah. to see different attributes, you know, whether it's, you know, God's holy and changing, you know, gracious character. It's just it's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things of uh, being a believer, one of the most important things about why we read the Bible is because if you're a believer, hopefully, that you'll think of the Bible as being the truth, 100% true. That's something you hear a lot, and that's something the Bible claims to be, is that it's 100% true, um, which will be crucial for what we're talking about today, especially whether it is a rule book or a cheat code and how your perspective on the Bible, it's going to come down to obviously first off, like if you believe it, if you think it's true. So following that, I can see why a non-believer would think of the Bible as a rule book. First off, like 
pretty much everyone, especially in America, knows. Um, they think of the Ten Commandments, I feel like, when they think of the Bible. Yeah. And I, and I know when I wasn't a believer, I thought of the Ten Commandments as just a list of rules and of things we should and shouldn't do. Um, but then I realized when you really give it thought, most of them are just fundamental human beliefs, especially the Ten Commandments. I feel like those are just really, most are fundamental human beliefs, like not stealing or cheating on your loved one or like committing murder. Yeah, for sure. Just to reiterate, I feel like a bunch of people do see Christianity as like, you know, the art of following a bunch of rules. But I feel like it's more so because people see the Bible as authoritative or like commanding. Like in that term, in today's culture, is not really easily embraced upon, you know. And I guess our culture really asks or questions authority in every aspect, which isn't a bad thing. But like we put that in the context of the Bible, in the context of the Bible, you know, it's kind of like obedience to God's authority or word. It's not oppressive, but like it leads to life, you know, joy piece of wisdom so for sure yeah yeah and it definitely opposes all cultural yeah, cultural exactly. norms maybe exactly. not all but most, most especially norms. present day yeah exactly and going off of that uh, as a believer one of the things that you know you may be asking yourself is like why should i re- need to read the bible like why should i and i think it comes down to um, it's the truth um it's the right th- it tells you what the right thing to do is as a believer in a world where cultural norms and things change and people will say that this is okay and people are trying to convince you to be more like them or uh, the standards are always changing, the Bible, you know, is never going to change. Um, Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Um, in Second Timothy 4, 2-4, two, two it says, The time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. That was obviously in biblical times, right? Um, Saying that in soon, coming soon and everything. And obviously 2023, I think we can all say that it's happened. And we're in this situation where people will say, you see it in music, you see it in TV, everything that's thrown at us. Uh, people telling you to do this, it's okay, do that, it's okay. One of the important things about reading the Bible is just understanding the truth of it, knowing that that's where we can get our guidance for living our life. Yeah, for sure. Great points. But adhering to the authority of God's word is like, it's not restricted at all. It results in a life that's filled with happiness and contentment and peace and wisdom. And I feel like these verses of First John 5.3 and uh, Psalms 19.7 really spell that out. First John 5, 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. His commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not supposed to be seen as restrictive, like holding us down. This is more so spelled out in Psalms when it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. I feel like all of that just sums up that God's word is not restrictive. You know, it's rather, it just results to happiness, peace, and contentment. It leads us away from sin and... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just like a fun thing from the book I've been reading, Mere Christianity, it talks about how the first chapter, how people kind of just naturally follow a moral law. That's something that's just kind of been present. And I kind of thought about it as well as it touched basis on the, in the book. Like, where does this moral law come from? Because unlike scientific stuff, moral law kind of just is things people dictate themselves. And I realized that Quite frankly, this moral law derives from the Bible. It um, comes from how we're encouraged to be kind, humble, loving, disciplined, having a spirit of control, 
steadfastness and just unwavering in different difficult circumstances. And the verse I do get that from is Second Peter 5, which does say, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control. Self-control is steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as Christians know, but if you're a non-believer, you may not. Jesus is who the Bible centered around, calls us to love others and think about others as much as ourselves, which, like we talked about earlier, does kind of go against cultural norms in the aspect of like what we touched basis on in the last podcast episode, how it's a lot of like me, me, me these days right? instead of looking out for others and putting others first. For sure. And a verse kind of going off of that is Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, which says, Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? He said to him, Jesus is saying to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. That, I feel like, is such a captivating couple verses because it really just shows the importance of loving others and being kind to others and i feel like people really overlook that especially in this day and age and i just think it's so important and something that's been a learning curve for me to just really be humble and look out to see how i can help people i do or don't know um i just think it's really such a captivating verse that represents really the christian walk as a whole i'd say for sure 100 percent I think something as a believer that if you're if you are a Christian that should be addressed especially when it comes to reading the Bible is also to understand the importance of reading the Bible for your witness to other people. So last week we talked about hiding your faith and why you shouldn't and we talked about the importance of sharing your faith, right? The Great Commission at the end of Matthew. But then at the same time, you need to understand that as a believer you're your goal should be to imitate Christ, right? And if Christ is in the Bible and you want to imitate him and you're not reading your Bible, well, then how do you know who to imitate? Exactly. So that's one of the crucial points of why you should read your Bible for your for the witness. Another important thing to recognize is that you need the Bible to be filled with the Holy Spirit because nothing we do, nothing we say, even at this podcast, right? Like we're hoping that the Holy Spirit is speaking through us to y'all. It's nothing out of our own knowledge or are trying to sound smart or anything that we're hoping is going to reach all it's the holy spirit and the only way you can be filled with the holy spirit is through the bible right man in his natural state we listen to our flesh because of sin we live in a fallen world so we need the holy spirit to fight the flesh which is spiritually blind um the person without the spirit does not receive what comes from god's spirit because you know it's foolishness to them so if you're not a christian um, necessarily, then it's hard to understand, I guess, where we're coming from in a perspective, but that doesn't mean that you can't understand where we're coming from. And as a believer, our job is we want to be able to represent Christ and make it easier to understand, but first you need the Holy Spirit for that. And so reading the Bible every day and being intentional with your time is the best way to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I agree. And it can definitely be tough, obviously, even for me to just sit down and read the word um you know some days i'm really excited to do it other days i'm like man i don't want to do this anymore but i will say that the times that i don't really feel like doing it out of just the imperfection that i act i learn the most those days about who god is and those days are so moving um i just really 
learn day by day um, from the stories there are in the Bible, and I can just really see them work in people's lives present day. For sure. And being, being a college student, you know, you have to allocate your time in so many different areas. You know, you're stretched. Yes. But, you know, trying to set time aside, intentional time aside to either, either wake up and read the Bible, dive into devotions, or before you go to sleep, it, it transforms your entire week. And that cascades and compounds and, you know, builds up to months. And it's just, yeah, it's a really nice thing. Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking to Eddie, like being roommates and everything. Definitely, I don't know, we talk about it all the time, gives a lot of confidence going into the day and just For sure. better days. It's it's hard to explain, but it's just something, you know, when you dedicate even five minutes to the God of the universe and reading the word, no matter what passage it really is, you just know, okay, like you've surrendered your day. It's it's given up to God no matter what happens. You know that God's in control. Exactly. And we need that daily reminder by reading the scriptures. It's not something you can do like on Monday and hope it lasts for the week. So, it's just so. overwhelming, overwhelming peace, overwhelming yeah. tra- tranquility. So it's just, just wild. Exactly. Indescribable. Yeah, I completely agree. So, yeah, um, we talked about what the Bible is and why the, it's important to read it as a Christian. And also, you know, something, obviously the title of the podcast, Rulebook Verse Cheat Code, right? I think if you're not a Christian, it's very easy to see the Bible, like Kim was talking about with the Ten Commandments. It's very easy to see the Bible as a bunch of rules that you have to follow. And, you know, that's where you get the words, it's Christianity's boring, too strict, religious, gets thrown around a lot. But uh, as a Christian, I think it really should come down to a perspective thing, right? You know it's it's the truth, right? Because that's what the Bible claims to be. Hopefully you believe every word of it, and Jesus claims to be the way, the truth, and the life. So knowing it's the truth, then you also should know that what it says is the right thing to do. And I think it comes down to perspective, right? So instead of looking at it as a rule book, we, we see it as a cheat code because we see it as a key to better living. Right, 100%. And like, you know, when you use this, when you use the Bible every single day, uh, it can give you just guidance on how to live your life and live your life in the way that God wants you to. It's like when you're using the Bible to guide your life in many areas, it's it's a cheat code in the sense that it's a great source and fundamentally and fundamentally the source to turn to to seek advice. You know when we're facing hardships and different dilemmas. So that's why I just value value the Bible so much and how it's like a literal cheat code to everyday life. So for sure. Yeah, and to touch basis on that, like the verses I read from earlier that just talk about being kind and humble, and a list goes on and on. These are things that are difficult. Um, I struggle with it every day. However, I can say that when I really just am and surrender to God and just really learn from the Word and just walk that walk day by day, it like Eddie said, it does feel like a cheat code. And it, like people don't expect it. People aren't almost expecting the kindness. It's almost to a shock, which is very sad these days that like they expect you to be humble or they expect you to be kind to them. But right. it's like, I feel like that should be, that should be the norm. Like the standard should be like, no, I'm going to be kind to you or I'm going to be, I'm going to help you. I'm going to serve you in any way that I can. However, it just isn't anymore, which is why I think it's even more important to, just live through the word each and every day of our lives and definitely having that demeanor is it's attractive you know people are pulled into oh yeah it is. Pe- people are pulled into how you live your life and how you present yourself people want to mimic that and you know people they want more there they're going to ask questions they're going to be curious as to what's your motivation behind it and that's a 
great opportunity to witness and you know for sure yeah completely yeah and so we can all agree you know we live in a fallen world it's full of sin and that's one of the things one of the attractive things about the bible is it there's a promise in there that becoming a believer um, transforming your life paul promises in ephesians that it will allow you to put off and then there's a list uh, sensuality deceit sinful anger greed thievery foul language it literally says gossip in here bitterness wrath malice shouting and slander I think we can all agree that those aren't attractive traits in anybody. Yeah, no one wants. But the reality of it is uh, the world is full of that. And it's not necessarily encouraged all the time, but people have no control over those traits. And as a believer, um, with our perspective, it comes from... We think we see it as a it's a result of the lack of the Holy Spirit, right? Which you can only find by reading your Bible is a point we're trying to emphasize. Yeah, 100%. And... I don't think that, like I, like I've said earlier, this is it's a day by day thing. I still obviously struggle to follow the word, but it's like I can say now I have the awareness of um, being able to differentiate between right and wrong and how to really carry myself day by day. Yeah, for sure. And like staying close to God's word and God's presence, you know, allows you to begin to decipher right from wrong, as Cameron said, and like begin to flee from sin. You know, when you stay close to God and His Word, all your problems and issues, you know, you begin to have peace over them. You're content. And if you really 100%. think about them, all your problems, your despair, your hurt, like in this world, they all stem from they all stem from sin. And it's like, I'm sure you've heard the phrase a million times, it's like, the wages of sin is death. But it really is. And if you really think about it, it's like, when you sin, like a cascade of problems just arise from that. And it's much easier. And it's, it's a life more fulfilling if you just follow God's word without it being restrictive or oppressive, but following God's word, you know, it's living a life of fullness of joy. So exactly. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I think it just, it comes down to perspective, right? Um, Godly living is not supposed to prevent you from doing bad things that you want to do. It's godly living is supposed to give you a good life. You know, if God created you, you should be able to trust the fact that he knows what's best. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, even if we can't control everything about it, even if it seems like we're missing out on something in the moment, especially where instant gratification is, is a huge thing, especially in college um, and then beyond. But God sees the big picture and submitting our lives, knowing that, you know, let's say that's the big picture, but submitting our lives to him and the, our big picture to him is one of the best things we can do for peace. 100%. It's honestly wild yeah. to think that, you know, some humans or some people just try to take control of their entire lives yeah. when never works out and it really doesn't it's like it's just too too large something to grasp it's like yeah like i can't imagine that because i know there are times where i even like try to like take control of certain aspects whether that's schoolwork or i mean relationship stuff whatever it might be and when i try to like take the wheel try to do things my way and in very ignorant manner things normally just go downhill exactly. maybe not immediately but they normally go downhill Eventually. pretty quickly. Okay. And then it's just like I always come back to square one and realizing like, man, what was I doing? Like I could have just surrendered this to God just and t- really had peace and taken it day by day. And something I can say just to testify um, from the things we've talked about in the last few minutes, uh, I can like look back to even my life um, as like being in elementary and middle school. I remember thinking about like, what 
alcohol, what beers I was going to like when I was in college. And now I'm in college and I'm thinking about how I can like be more humble and serve others. And I think that itself is just like living proof to how Christianity has changed my life and how the Bible's really worked in my life. I love that, bro. That's awesome. So yeah, Bible, rule book, or cheat code. We all agree. Can We view it as a cheat code, a way for oh, yeah. better living. Um, we view it as 100% true, God speaking to us, um, the creator of us, and trying to help us live a life of fulfillment, a life of joy that isn't dependent on circumstances, isn't dependent on what other people tell us is right or wrong in a world that's always changing. Um, we understand that it's important as Christians and witnessing and sharing our faith with others and being filled with the Holy Spirit so we can represent and walk like Jesus, which as a Christian is the ultimate goal. If you're not a believer, then it can allow you to deal with some of those vices and things that you may be dealing with and that even if you are a Christian, that you also will still deal with as well. Um, like we talked about, anger, thievery, language, gossip, whatever it is, wrath, bitterness, anything that you might be dealing with, through the Holy Spirit, in the Bible, there's a promise in there that you're not going to be perfect. We can't be perfect, right? But there's a promise in there that you'll have the strength, that God will give you the strength to deal with those things. And that, of course, is what's going to give you a life of ultimate fulfillment and ultimate joy. When I was thinking about this topic and researching things on this topic, I came across a quote and it said, a lot of people think that Christianity is you doing all the righteous things you hate, avoiding all the bad things you love in order to go to heaven. That's a lost man's religion. A Christian is a person whose heart has been changed. They have new affections now. Amen. It's great. Amen. It's great. Facts. Yeah, Vic, great job wrapping this up. That was really good. But we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. And yeah, catch you on the next one. All right. God bless you guys. Peace. Peace. Adiós.